Welcome back to the Radical Gentleness Podcast. Today with me in conversation, we have Laurel Scardelli. Laurel, woo, thank you so much for being here with me today. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Um, my morning was fun. I cooked salmon randomly and Ooh. Mm-hmm, it came out really good. I, I never think to make salmon for breakfast. That sounds delicious. Well, right? Like I had it defrosting in my fridge and I was like, I need, I need to cook this bad boy. Now's the time right. to shine. <laughs> the time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amazing. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. You know, it's Sunday here in Boulder. Oh, well, it's Sunday everywhere. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. That was a done moment. I was combining sentences. I was trying to say it's Sunday and it's sunny here in Boulder. And um, <laughs> anyway... Sunday, Sunday everywhere at the same time. You heard it here first, folks. I am not going to edit that out. That's incredible. <laughs> but it's sunny here, which is like really good for my soul because it snowed last week. And um, that kind of makes a pandemic feel like an apocalypse when it's just like icy and snowy and you can't go outside. Yeah. So really glad for the sunshine. been making great matcha lattes in the morning. So all in all, doing well. I saw the matcha progression on your Instagram. It really... It really touched my soul. Thank you. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd appreciate that. <laughs> That's it, it's honestly, it's been like a couple months in the works. Like I had some shitty matchas. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I can't go to my local coffee shop, um, it's been forced to become a craft. Yeah. Wait, so can you just like give me a quick run through? Because I feel like you need to put hot water in it if you want it iced. Take it away. Okay. <laughs> so. Great question because I was doing the hot water thing too and it was throwing my game off because I didn't have an ice tray for the longest mm. time. So then I'd have to put it in my fridge and wait for it mm. to cool. It was not mm. great. What I've discovered is first of all, the correct water to matcha powder ratio. Also, I like it latte style. So that means it has some milk mm. in it. Um, so what I do is I have a teaspoon of matcha powder, two tablespoons of water. And at this point, I'm just using room temperature water. Oh. Scandal alert. Yeah. And then you whisk it up? Whisk it up. I do have a matcha whisk because I want to make sure the powder gets really um, Mm -hmm. like ground Mm -hmm. down the way it's supposed to. So I whisk it in a little matcha bowl, but you could just use a fork in a bowl if you have that. And then um, I add that to one cup of milk and I use oat milk. And then I did, (laughs) I'll have you know, I did invest in an ice cube tray as like the adult (laughs) that I am. (laughs) And now I put it over ice and it's great. Yum. That's yeah. perfect. I mean, that sounds so easy. Why are we not always doing that? I know. And like the money I'm saving is pretty incredible. Right? Oh God, of course. So that's just a thing now that I think I'll keep doing. Love it. I'm probably going to do that after this. I'm really, um, I'm inspired. Yeah. Amazing. Great. <laughs> um, so that was a fun little accidental intro, but for those who don't already know you, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about this intro a little bit because I feel like everyone goes right into like what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. But also don't we want to talk about like, I don't know, other things? <laughs> I don't know. Introducing yourself is such an interesting thing. Yeah, totally. Um, but I'm going to do what everyone does and tell you what I do. But then, you know, you'll get a sense of me, I guess, throughout the conversation. Um, right. So I'm a content strategist for wellness businesses, based businesses. Um, you know, I do like marketing and email stuff that's part of marketing, but also content, which is really fun for me. Um, I'm a freelance reporter and I write for Mind Body Green and Women's Health and all those fun outlets. I'm also an energy medicine practitioner. 
Um, and my sessions include Reiki and um, Taoist practices and Qigong. And <laughs> I am a yoga instructor, but not currently teaching, just practicing. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Um, I think you're so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's so funny. I feel like I, well, you and I have been friends our whole lives because our parents are friends and that's how we know each other. Um, but I have been a fan of yours <laughs> since I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember like being, um, like you were always a couple of years older than me to the point where now when we're both in our twenties, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But when I'm like 10 and you're like 13 or whatever, you know, you don't really want to hang out with me, but I'm like obsessed with you. <laughs> And uh, I remember like following you around at family parties and just being like, Lorella is so cool. Thank you. Because I feel like when I was 13, I felt like a dumpling. (laughs) You were my idol. But the fun thing is uh, you still are, except now it's a little more equal. It's It's more of a reciprocated friendship. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) We've come full circle. We really have. Yeah. Um, but I love that you ended with a yoga note too, because that's definitely something I want to talk about today is like the yoga and, and wellness journey. Um, actually, I mean, we can just kick it off on that, like talking about yoga and wellness and also like how engaging that in that sphere helped us find ourselves. Yeah. Um, I would love to start by asking you what wellness means to you. I feel like that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. And I just want to know what's your definition of wellness? Oh, great question, Brooke. Yeah, I think wellness means um, internal contentment. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I, (laughs) it's not, uh, it's not been until I started recording podcasts that I realized how much I like (laughs) grunt in conversations when something (laughs) moves my heart. Wait, that's so funny because I remember once we were at an LBI and we went to this beautiful little bakery and we got these brownies and you had such a verbal emotional eating the brownie. I was like, I've never heard somebody eat so loud before. (laughs) Yes, oh my. (laughs) I'm a very sensual person, but not like in the way you think. Right, right, yeah. I'm like sensual in the nerdy way, you know, where I'm like, oh my God, I really love what you just said. Yeah. Anyway, internal contentment. Um, Apparently I get that from brownies, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's to be expected. Um, I love that definition though, because so much of wellness I think has been like, A, we've taken Eastern practices and Westernized them and then commodified them in ways that kind of strip them of their genuineness and their like joy and like the the effort in the journey and not just the end result um yeah so just having like internal contentment I think is such a a grounded definition I really love that yeah well right because I mean all of the things that you see in the wellness industry and the tips that you're getting from you know Instagram or Facebook, wherever it is, they all are really pointing in the same direction which is internal contentment and and Mm -hmm. just general general happiness so um yeah, I like, I like being grounded in that. And it's, it's kind of nice. Like, you know, I did a yoga class this morning and my mantra was, I am, I am content. Right. And it's, mm-hmm. it's simple and you can kind of just repeat it throughout your day because I don't know, at the end of the day, I'd rather, I'd rather have internal contentment than kind of being grapp- grappling with my external world all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's so like fitting too for like the main thesis of this podcast for me. Like I like to say that radical gentleness is 
building your external world from your internal world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's like taking the information you find internally and then building your life from there. And that does, I mean, it strikes me as, as wellness. I feel well when I do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you get started on this journey of wellness? Oh, another great question. Well, I think I always leaned towards it. Um, maybe in unconventional ways, like I really loved finding like butterfly wings and shells and my room and as a kid kind of always had these really special elements in them. And I guess I didn't realize what I was doing until I started working with a, a Taoist priest who at that point healed my acne, which was mm. adult onset and just sort of devastating. Um, and I realized that, oh, I'm, I'm making a, <laughs> I'm bringing nature into my everyday world, mm. right? These things are m- magic in some way for me. And um, I realized that that was, that was the path that I was supposed to be on, right? Um, and I just started continued on it. I found solace in her healing and we worked a lot together one-on-one and then I started branching out and that's how sort of I got into yoga because during the time of my healing my acne, it was, you know, it's a very, it's devastating internally because your confidence just kind of takes this hit that you just Mm. weren't expecting, right? I didn't have the tools to um, navigate or bounce back. So I was building them as I was going through this very, um, you know, dark time. And I found yoga, right? I joined a Mm. yoga class and I really loved it. And then I was like, I want to learn this. So I was, I signed up for my ROIT a year after I graduated college um, with four other like beautiful people who had insecurities of their own. We just met every Saturday and Sunday for like four months and mm. did the work together. And mm. I, man, I realized that like, these are my people, right? Mm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> these are, these are going to be the people who are going to support me no matter what I look like and help me through the weird stuff. Um, you know, we still talk today, but just knowing that people like that existed, um, it really helped me on my journey. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and RYT just being um, registered yoga teacher mm-hmm. just in case <clears throat> folks hadn't come across that term before, but I, um, I had a similar experience where I also did a yoga teacher training and this is like in 2012 or 2013, I was young. Um, I was in my teens and gosh, it just like, like you said, like helped me a meet the people who kind of changed my perspective on how people can be in the world. Um, I think I, I had had some hard younger years and was pretty jaded and meeting people who were so genuine and so dedicated to wellness and cared so much about my own well-being. And then, like you said, doing that deep dive of study with them for several months, that changes you in a way that I couldn't have accounted for. Um, but it's really magical. Yeah. yeah. I really recommend, like, I mean, this is sort of something that I've been thinking about re- recently, and you and I have talked about it a little bit, um, doing, getting your certificate in teaching yoga and then not teaching because mm. what, like, how can you come? I don't know. I also think it's a pretty Western thing to be like, oh, you have a cert. Now you have to go do the thing or make the money, you know, Mm-mm. but what did it give us? Like it basically gave us a framework for the rest of our lives. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like the way we place value on um, education or anything in Western society is how like the, the money you can make from it. So mm-hmm. it's like you get your certification and then you go teach, which if that's what you want to do and you want to be a teacher, great, like no shade to that. Um, but I found that for me, I taught for about a year and I think I just, because I was still so young, I felt very insecure in my teaching and like I didn't have enough study under my belt to really be guiding people through it, like physically through the asana practice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wasn't going to like injure someone. Um, but it was more like spiritual and emotionally. And I noticed that my favorite teachers had years and decades of study and practice. And that's who I wanted to be learning from. And I'm like, man, I don't want to be teaching until I have that. And again, not that that's, it's very individual. That's just what felt right to me. Yeah. But, um, it, like you said, it, it, I don't teach today and I don't even practice asana that much, which is almost funny to me now because I used to practice like twice a day. Um, but it, it, yeah, like you said, it gave me a framework for my life and that is invaluable, you know, changed my life. Yeah, it's right. But like Brooke, there are a limbs of yoga. Like asana is one. I think that we always, yeah, not you and I, but just to, you know, Western society in general, forget that there's, you know, we're breathing. That's an, that's an asana, like karma, you know, doing well for others. That's, I mean, that's a limb is what I meant to say. Um, so you and I practice yoga in our daily lives without the asanas. And mm. I think that's probably yeah. the, my favorite part of the journey that I took with yoga is that well, well if I'm sitting in traffic <laughs> and I'm feeling anger and frustration come up, right? Like I have the tools now, like I know the breathing exercise to do. I, I know the, mm-hmm. you know, the grounding exercise that I have to do. And I, and I got that from yoga and I don't need to roll out a mat and do a 60 minute class to, to feel like a, a yogi, you know, to feel like my start is meaningful, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. And it makes me want to like dive into the philosophy again. Cause I feel like I haven't studied the philosophy since I graduated from college, probably so like three years. And, um, I, part of my soul really yearns for that because I think it's the studying the eight limbs. And like you said, not just, uh, the one limb that's mostly known about in Western society of asana or like movement practice, like that is so, uh, soul nourishing for me and, and helps breed that inner contentment. Mm. Yeah. It helps me feel like connected to something larger than myself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I always have like, uh, I'm, I read, you know, on and off. I'm not like the most ferocious reader, but, um, Mm -hmm. ferocious. I don't know what word you're supposed to put there. Ferocious or, I don't know. But I also, it has been pointed out to me that I mix up common words a lot. (laughs) So (laughs) you're not asking the right person. Anyway, I don't read that much, (laughs) Um, but I always have a sort of, um, oh, what do you want to call it? Like a textbooky book in the background that I pick up every now and then that either has to do with like yoga or traditional Chinese medicine or Taoism, just to read a couple pages and be like, oh, right. (laughs) I have this, like, this is, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Even if it's just a a paragraph, I learn something new and then I'm, you know, can chew on it for the rest of the day. Mm, that's true. I mean, reading these <laughs> these books about philosophy or spirituality, it's never like, like I've been crushing novels since I've been in kind of um, social distancing mode. Oh, nice. Um, and it's like, I can read a 400 page novel in a weekend or three days. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of insane. But you can't, it's like, I'm not going to do that with like the yoga sutras, you know? It's oh my like, gosh, no, absolutely Because you, 
you need that time to digest it, you know? Mm -hmm. For a hundred percent. Yeah. So that's the, so that's the fun of it, right? Like I, like a novel and then have that on the side that you can just kind of like dip into. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I mean, this is making me feel inspired. Like you're right. Like it's not just, not just the asana practice, but even like beyond that, like deepening my spiritual study, like for me, a lot of my spiritual study right now is in poetry and that's what feels really alive to me. Mm. And so I have one of my favorite um, poetry books or he's one of my favorite authors, Mark Nepo. And I have a new book of his um, that my friend Mel got me for Christmas. Thank you, Mel. Hi, Mel. And, (laughs) and um, I read a page every day and just like one poem every day. And his poems are so like heart provoking that I find like one a day, like it gives me something to chew on, like we're saying. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a manageable bite-sized way to like keep up my spiritual practice without having it be like the super disciplined thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Overwhelming. I often find people, well, there's two things that I want to say. I'm going to say the first one. Go for <laughs> I it. I often find people who want to start adding new things to their life and their practice. I mean, practice like the foods you eat and the the words that you speak and, you know, moving with in alignment every day with your greatest and highest good. That's what I mean by a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, people who want to add things to pra- their practice, it I think it can sort of feel like overwhelming to be like, oh, I want to start digging into the spirituality or the you, the philosophy of yoga because yeah, it's that, it feels so big, but we can break it down. Like we can go at our own pace. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be this crazy, like I'm changing everything. I'm not going to read a novel again for the next eight, you know, eight months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And have I had those moments? I have. I certainly have. Oh yeah. No, totally. Sometimes I take right turns and I'm like, wait, what? How, like, why is this so, (laughs) why am I being so intense right now? (laughs) It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I've definitely gone off the deep end with like studying wellness things before and it's definitely more balanced for me now. Yeah. But I practice to be a better human being. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, I'm going to be on this earth for, you know, hopefully 110 years living really well. <laughs> I have almost 25 of those years down. Um, and my practice, like I, I want it to be rooted in the fact that how I show up as a human, I want to be a good human. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which actually I want to ask you about, um, what are your thoughts on staying real in the wellness industry? Um, and wellness industry is such a broad term, but staying real amidst a sphere where we're talking about wellness and what it means to us, but in a way that wellness, like we're talking about, has been um, kind of made to be this whole thing that is a little bit intense. Oh, yeah. Well, it's definitely been, um, this is going to be another word that I'm not going to say, right? Come on. Great. Come Commodified. Commodified. That's the word. We got it. Yep. And um, yeah. So how to stay real? I mean, I don't know. I I guess like Instagram is a tough, a tough nut for me because I love it and I hate it. And I know I need to be on it in some way just because I get a lot of um, clients from it. So it is part of a business plan, but I think that's where a lot of people kind of go, I don't like the word wrong, but I think that's where people lose their own personal flow. 
because mm. they, um, you know, the comparison game, like they see the influencers living wellness every day and they're, you know, it, it's, it's just so easy to be like, okay, oh, there's this toothpaste. Why don't I should be using that? Let me buy that. Or, oh, I should be scraping my tongue every morning or, oh my gosh, I'm not grounding enough. And right. Like, cause we get all these tips cause that's what it is. Right. We're yeah. sharing tips and tricks with each other, but I mean, I suggest a filtering system to stay real because you have your daily practice and you sort of every day can kind of gauge what you're needing after you wake up in the morning, right? And maybe one day I scrape my tongue and maybe one day I don't and that's that's what I I need. So I guess to stay real, it's really kind of coming back into your into your own and putting a hand on your heart and saying, well, what do I need today to be my best self, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And you're one of the realest people I know, uh, both on and off Instagram. And I know you very well in real life and your Instagram reflects who you are. Mm. Um, And I think that's really powerful in times like these where sometimes on the discover page on Instagram where it shows you random people, I'll see people who like are like wellness models or whatever. And I'm like, I sometimes just want to be like, are you okay in there? Like there's like a glazed look in their eye mm-hmm. and like all they post about is like their abs and <laughs> wow, I'm really, I'm really just hating today. I don't mean to do that. But the moral of the story is um, I see accounts where I can tell that it's a, a facade and yeah. um, that as a potential consumer or potential follower of a brand, that doesn't do it for me. I'm more interested in people staying real on Instagram and being like, oh, I want to book a session with this person because I feel like I can relate to them or I know who they are. And I just feel like you kind of hit the nail on the head of that one. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, listen, we curate our Instagram to be what we see. Not, I'm not, you know, suggesting that you're curating to see these models because the discovery page definitely has different algorithms in it, but you can filter out the people who you don't want to see and sort of create the world that you do on Instagram. So if you find these kind of like, I consider them like micro influencers, like middle ground players on Instagram who are doing the work and putting out the free content and, you know, Mm -hmm. taking their breaks when they need to and not consistently posting because listen, they have lives and maybe they're just fucking tired. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Those are my people. Yeah. I'm also tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Despite all the matcha, I am still tired. I am still tired. Um... Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends what phase of my cycle I'm in, right? It's real. It's Ooh, real. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh-huh. Cycle's been a big thing for me recently. Yes. And for those who are like, what do you mean by cycle? We're talking about the menstrual cycle, which if you don't already know, is one of my all-time favorite topics. So <laughs> we can talk about that another time. But um, somewhere in the world, my boyfriend is listening and he's like, yeah, no, she really she really likes to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I also feel like Instagram is a like I've noticed for myself I have to like kind of take breaks once a year at least a month off and mm. really notice like um am I sharing something on Instagram because it's something that I'm doing in my real life that I genuinely want to share or I think could be useful or am I doing something in my real life because I want to share it on Instagram wow do you know what I mean mm-hmm. the difference yep and there are phases where I'm like I'm curating this moment so I can post it. And that I'm like, whoa, that's a red flag for me when I know I have to take a break. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's like the opposite of genuine. Well, that's a good, that's a good little takeaway. Like 
next time you post or next time you like go to do something, like check yourself, see like, what is it, you know, where does it root from? Does it root from the having the experience or from the content that you're going to get out of it? Yeah. And something I noticed too, like every time I take a break from social media for a while, this last time most recently was six, a six week break. Um, I get back on it every time and I'm like, oh, this is pretty boring. Mm. Um, like I, there are people that I genuinely love to follow on there. And like, I love to see what they're sharing. Like you're one of them. But other than that, I'm like, oh yeah, we're just all here, like on here trying to get attention and be noticed and to feel validated and, and worthy. And um, there's only a few people who I think can cut through the noise of that and share something really genuine. Um, yeah. I mean, it's all ego. Like I had a really tough time maybe a year ago and I was like, this is just ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just mm-hmm. all of our egos trying to compete with one another. <laughs> Yeah. And, and the ego loves it because we can just curate what we want people to see. Right. Like I can use a filter and they cannot know that, um, my cheeks are really red or whatever, right. you know? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, all of that to say that right now, I feel like in the world, like social media uh, is maybe taking a, um, a turn for the better. I mean, you know, yeah. It makes me feel happy when I can go on there and read a silly tweet or whatever that someone wrote about this sort of like global pandemic, right? Like that, that brings me a little bit of light. Yeah. And I think um, all in all, I mean, when used for connection and community, it's an incredible tool. Yeah. I mean, and that's all it is, is a tool and it's like how we use it. But um, I've definitely seen during this pandemic, I think at first a lot of heightened anxiety of people just like spitting like um facts at each other in a way that like instead of taking accountability for like hey I feel really anxious right now just saying like an anxious thought like everyone's gonna get it versus I think it's kind of shifted now to being like okay we're all in this together this is a pandemic um how can we support each other how can we help each other and like people are doing they're like live streaming their yoga classes or they're yeah. live streaming meditation or a community sing-along and yeah I just think that's it's like the power of connection is uh digitally stronger now than ever it's totally beautiful. I mean, I'm really enjoying it, but I also recognize that like it can't be in it all the time because it yeah. it is big. You know, the yeah. consciousness of all of that gets to be big. Yeah, totally. What are you doing now to stay well in this time? In the pandemic or just in general? Both. Mm. Well, I um, maybe haven't figured out the whole pandemic thing yet because this week was a personal disaster Mm. (laughs) in that um, I felt like I needed to be different because of this. But in reality, my life, luckily, I'm very lucky that my life hasn't changed much because I do work from home anyway, right? I run my own business Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't go out very much. I just take walks around my neighborhood. So basically my life hasn't changed. Um, But I felt the shift of everybody else's life changing and it impacted me greatly. Mm. I started feeling restless. I started feeling confused. <laughs> I couldn't keep my schedule on track. I was staying up late and waking up late and eating weird foods. Like it was really, it got, it got to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but next week I am going to do better in that I'm probably going to tell people who were working from home that we can only have phone calls after working hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to put like a a little cap on how many times I check Instagram during the day or, you know, social media or news during the day. Um, 
and I'm going to wake my ass up earlier and do my cultivation practices and just try to get back to my, I hate to say this bubble, but my bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds really lovely. That sounds really lovely. Yeah. Oh, and like in general, I guess I could talk about what I'm doing in general. Um, I am learning how to refine my ego um, and have compassionate joy in my heart for everybody. Mm. And I am also bettering my distance healing practice, which has been really great. Um, I have new tools in my toolbox. I'm, I'm smarter and better at it. I'm more confident in my own, in my own abilities to heal others. And, um, I'm just kind of reminding myself, I'm doing a lot of mantra work right now that I have everything that I need in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think it's, um, it's easy to forget how much you have when you're kind of always in this, especially for entrepreneurs, like forward thinking motion. I need to make a planet. Where am I going to be in three months? Where, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of coming back and being like, oh, I'm pretty damn good today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Presence is pretty healing. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Taking a look around and being like, oh, okay, everything's okay. Like I'm looking out my living room window right now and I see the sun and I just saw a couple or maybe siblings. I don't know how they know each other. Uh, <laughs> just out here making assumptions. No, just walking down the street together. And it's like, there's a pandemic happening, but when I look out my window, I just see calm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's so funny. I was taking, I drove the other day. Um, whoa, I got in my car and left my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> and everyone was outside enjoying the spring day. And I was like, okay, Laurel, I removed the consciousness of like pandemic. And I was like, this is just a really pretty spring day. Yeah. And like, we can do that sometimes, right? We can look outside and let it just be a pretty spring day. Yeah, I think it's important for at least my mental health to do that. Yeah, I had kind of uh, what my first tanking in a while last night, where uh, <laughs> I have two cousins who were nurse who are nurses in New York, and like you know, I'm really worried about them. They're on like the front lines right now. So I was texting them last night and. Um, they were telling me how they were doing and what they're seeing on the front lines. And it was scary to hear about. And it kind of like got to me for the first time in a while, like how terrifying the situation is. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I ate mashed potatoes for dinner and cried with my boyfriend on the phone and went to bed. And I was like, cool, that wasn't a great night. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think I needed to like, just feel the the depth of the sadness of it and then wake up and be like okay today's a new day I'm gonna get back to my routines I'm okay I'm gonna do what I can to keep myself well and to keep others well and that's all I can do I mean all things considered book that's not the worst like night that's what I told myself this morning I was like (laughs) you know what that's all I'm doing yeah (laughs) I ate tear tots last night so we're we're on our Potatoes are my kryptonite. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really eating sugar right now, so I'm just not like buying sugar to have in my yeah. house. But I do have potatoes, and the ways that you can – if I put potatoes in a soup, they feel healthy. But if I mash them with lots of butter and salt, different story. Yeah. But but still delicious. It feels so good. That sounds amazing. Honestly, it was great. Yeah. I, I overshot the quantity, but it was great. <laughs> I mean, I made a lot of mashed potatoes. 
like cool. All right. Well, you just have like fuel for any other happy or sad moments coming up. Uh, I 100% I do. What a what a well-rounded way to end a conversation about wellness. (laughs) You know, it's like sometimes I just need to eat mashed potatoes and cry and go to bed. And that's just what it is. I ate some brownies and some tater tots last night. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like a little bit like sloggy today, but fuck it. I'm going to go outside and sit in the sun and it'll all feel better. And to bring it full, full circle, just make yourself a nice matcha. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) It'll be grand. (laughs) We started with a wellness recipe. We ended with a carbohydrates recipe. (laughs) It seems right. It feels right. Um, Okay. So in conclusion, this has, first of all, been so much Mm -hmm. fun to chat with you. I always love chatting with you. And I want to ask you one last question, um, which is, what does radical gentleness mean to you? Ooh. Well, um, in Taoism, there are five elements, um, wood, fire, metal, water, and what am I missing? Another one that I can't think of right now. Oh, earth. And um, we're a pretty false fire society and moving very quickly and achieving all of these successful goals. Um, So radical gentleness to me in my life means loving your water. loving the pace that you go, even if it's not the same as anyone's around you and um, not giving into the (laughs) success and craziness that we're expected to. Mm. Yeah, I'm over here nodding (laughs) vehemently in an effort not to moan. (laughs) Um, I love that answer. Thank you. That's Mm. beautiful. Um, makes me, I want to talk with you more about Taoism. Sometimes I, I, I don't know a lot about it. Oh yeah, totally. Rain check that Mm -hmm. topic. Um, where can people find you and your work online? Great, great plug. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I'm at La La Laurel and that's L-A-L-A-L-A-R-E-L-L on Instagram and Twitter. And I think my Facebook is la 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 13 but you could just go on i'm mostly on instagram and my website is la where you can read all of the articles that i've written and see a little bit more of the work that i do for wellness companies um and if you want to book a distance session with me dm me um i also have a link in my instagram bio that you can kind of set up a 15 minute phone call we could just chat and see if we're a good fit um yeah, I think I think that's mostly it. Yeah, mm-hmm. love it. I think um, you should DM Laurel, everyone. She's a great resource in these yeah. times. Even if you just read her articles, I mean, she's a great Thank writer. You. It's cool. It's fine. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> big fan. <laughs> um, but that's why I like talking to people I know already on yeah. here, too. It's like, I'm already a big fan of your work. I'm a big fan. So easy to stand behind Thanks. it. Thank you. Where you're like... You're lighting me up over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, um, that's all she wrote for today's episode. Uh, thank you again to our special Woo-hoo. guest, Laurel Scardelli, Thanks. for 
spending some time with us today on this lovely Sunday, where it's Sunday Sunday for everyone. Thanks for having me, Brooke. Love you. (laughs) Love you too.